Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, podcast listeners. I am Kim Hauer. Uh, Jenny Torreson is here with me for the final day of the week. It's Friday, March 10. Um, quick shout out, March 10 is my middle daughter, Kennedy. It is her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Kennedy. Yeah, she's 17 um, and was just asking me about um, how the restrictions change. Oh. You know, when she's 17. And see much. Right? Seriously. Um, so today is the day, apparently, that she will have um, no legal driving curfew. Maybe midnight, but um, mom and dad never go along with that anyway. But nonetheless, she was asking. So apparently, this is the day in which she will have an extended beyond 10 p.m. curfew. Who knows what it will be. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Kennedy, my middle girl, my mini-me, for sure. Um, so, on Fridays, we like to discuss um, if we saw any themes, um, who we could share the good news or the theme that we've um, had reoccurring throughout the week, if there's somebody that's on our heart or mind that we could share that with, um, and maybe what that would look like, if you have an idea. Um, so, was there a big theme for the week that you felt like was something kept coming back? Um, God's got your back, and to trust Him. That has been what I've been hearing, and literally we just heard it again on yeah. a little Bible app that we were looking at. Yeah, you were showing me the cool kids Bible app thing that you're... Yeah. Kids get to play with, listen to, read, whatever. And it did say exactly that. So you're right. It said, trust me twice. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do I do think that that's been in pretty much every day. Yeah. You know, Jesus is saying, trust me. Mm-hmm. So is there anybody that comes to mind that um, you could share that good news with? I mean, he's obviously trustworthy, so it would be good news. Um, somebody who maybe struggles with trusting God. I don't know if there's a life experience that you of somebody you know that's like, you know, I mean, you were in that spot, right? Yeah. You were in the spot like that where you were like, God, why? Like, it's hard to trust God when he's taking your father away. It's hard to trust God when right. you can't have babies and you want them. Mm-hmm. So is there somebody that you know or that you can think of that comes to mind that is maybe in a spot like that? Yeah, I feel like... We have uh, some friends that would we could reach out to and share that with. Whether they receive it, that's on them. Right. Right. But well, and I think that was, for me, like the challenge of the week, right? Yeah. Like, don't shrink back for fear of persecution or fear of man or right. whatever, right? Like, so if that is our good news. and We have to trust him and share. We have to trust that God's got our back mm-hmm. and then share that, you know? Um, I sometimes think like of different things that I've gone through. Like if somebody would have just told me, you know, if somebody would have just said that to me, I don't know that I would have received it at the time. I think I have, I I mean, that was said and yeah. I didn't receive it. I couldn't, it's hard when you're going through it. Yeah. 
But do you think, like, I would say you maybe didn't receive it. You didn't like it at the I time. I didn't like it at the time. Yes. Right? It seems probably very pat, like a pat answer that somebody has for you. Like, it's like. You're just trying to. Throw some scripture or whatever at yeah. me, right? Um, but I wonder, since you can think of somebody who right. did do that, like, that clearly was a seed that was planted. And you can look back now and say, huh. They were right. They were right. I didn't like it then. Yeah. I wish I would have grabbed hold of that truth when they told me that truth, right? Right. But it was hard. It was dark. It was whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe, I guess, to me, for the challenge for today and going forward is like, who might that person be that they might reject it. They might mm-hmm. not want to hear it. Um, but is it a seed that will come back later? Yeah. And they'll be able to look back and say, oh, man, God, you, I, you told me you had it. You yeah. Know? You sent this person. They told me. I didn't like it. I didn't want to believe it. It was hard. Mm-hmm. But now I can see that it 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 was good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you have somebody in mind that you could. Yeah. Maybe share that good news with, right? Like. Hopefully it's encouraging and they receive it in a positive light. And I'm praying that they will. Yeah. That was another thing we had, right? Yeah. Pray, pray, pray. before. Yeah. So that would be the challenge. Get on my knees and pray for it before right. I go. Yeah. That's cool. We also had a discussion just briefly, right, about uh, I have a life full of Christians or people who would certainly call themselves Christians. Um, I know very few as I would say, unsaved people, or mm-hmm. at least in their minds, they're yeah. saved, right? Right. So you have a few, which is interesting to me, like a lot of tangled yes. relationships where people have other faiths, um, yeah. not just like that. They don't care. They're indifferent to any faith, but they're totally different. Yeah, you know? completely um, different. And sometimes those may be a little bit harder to share with. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, because they can come back at you. You feel like you're talking about the same thing, but you're not. Right. Because their God is not our God. Right. So you can't talk in general terms of God. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just find it interesting because, I, again, I apparently live in a bit of a bubble. <laughs> a very Christian Reformed, Reformed bubble. Um, we don't branch much out from that in my uh surroundings uh maybe a few non-denom here and there <laughs> central wesleyan Ooh. oh ooh, yeah <laughs> right um but anyway i think even like i said there's a there are a lot of people that i know um don't have the full and abundant life that jesus promises um and they don't have it probably because they never really got a Somehow, they never knew maybe that there was a personal relationship to be had. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think that there's people I think I need to just make it pretty obvious that I'm open to discussing what that looks like. Yeah. You know, um, how that worked for me. And um, I think of a lot of people in my life that just never really shared. And I think it's in the sharing, right, that mm-hmm. we learn and grow and so that's my challenge and mission for the week is to um, maybe interact with some of those people in a different way. Yeah. Um, and be open to sharing. Ooh, big stuff. Yeah. So, 
Well, cool. Um, we know God's got this, and we can trust Him. We know He's trustworthy, um, but it is a choice. We have to, we have to choose, and I think uh, we have to be on our knees and pray that it happens. Yes. And yeah, so. All right, let's wrap up the week. Uh, we are going to finish up Matthew 10, uh, reading verse 34 through 42. And I will read that today. Um, I'm going to read it from the NIV, so maybe a little bit more familiar version. Um, it says, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. All right. The ending of that gets very confusing to me. Um, talking about prophets and righteous people and rewards and blah, blah, blah. But before we get to the complicated or confusing part, because maybe we'll be able to avoid it by going long enough. Um, what stood out to you in as you read this and studied a little bit about it? Um, the well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. Like, it's so true. Yeah. Um, don't know where I was going to go with that. I lost it. Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> I agree. I think we've had that before too, right? It was talking about, yeah, family and the persecution and that your family's going to hate you and blah, blah, blah. Like there's, there's going to be oh, this yeah. divide. Um, and it may well be within your own family. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, surely God created family to be together and unified. And, um, and yet here he's saying that, yeah, no, not really. Not necessarily, you know? Yeah. But if you add the, if you, we put God first, those relationships all become better. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, yeah. I mean, of course, there's some that, that might actually become worse because. Become worse, but they won't. Almost be non-existent. Right. I feel like that's almost like you have to acknowledge the death and the loss yes. of that relationship. True. Um, which could very well happen, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's what stood out to me is that um, I know you're doing the Mama Bear Apologetics. Um, another person I listen to a lot is Elisa Childers. 
um, and they're there's this apologetic group, right, where where we're looking at real what Scripture really says, and it's important, I think, to to be able to balance the entirety of Scripture um, and not just pick out the things that make us feel better, uh, because there's a lot of Scripture that makes us feel not so great. Oh, yes, right. Like there's challenging things. There's <laughs> things that we're that we're like, wait, what? That makes no sense. Why would God say that? Um, I think. This is one of those verses that I think um, people probably like to eliminate. They like to cut it out and say that Jesus really didn't say that, right? They want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's flat out saying, I, I didn't come to earth. I didn't come to this place to bring peace. I came here bringing a sword. A sword would be division. Um, as I st- studied it and read kind of behind that because I want to know what's the truth of that because a lot of times, again, we want to ignore the fact that Jesus flat out says in his own words he didn't come to bring peace. And we think, well, wait a minute. I thought he was peace on earth, right? There's Mm -hmm. a Christmas song about that. He is peace. So what do you mean he didn't come to bring peace? I think what it means is he didn't come to bring peace to this earth. That was not his mission. That was not his goal. Um, it doesn't mean that he himself isn't peace, but that um, his goal, his mission was to bring his kingdom. And any time he brought his kingdom to an earthly, worldly kingdom, there's obviously going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. They are two opposing kingdoms. They cannot coincide. They can't. We can be of Jesus' kingdom, right? The mm-hmm. kingdom of God and heaven. But that means we don't belong to this world. It can't be both. Um, and so Jesus is very clearly saying that I, I didn't come to bring like peace on earth as in like political peace or everybody will get along just hunky-dory um, and we'll have a gay old time. Like that's not, that's not what he came for. He came to bring his eternal peace. Mm-hmm to those who follow him. But that ultimately means that there's going to be division. Yes. Between our families, between our friends, between political worlds, religious worlds. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a divide because those two worlds cannot coincide. They cannot be together, right? Uh, and so obviously Jesus wants us to bring his kingdom more and more mm-hmm. so that we're the greater portion of the earthly, you know, that his kingdom reigns more um, so that ultimately we have eternity with more. Yes. Um, but he didn't come to bring, I think people think, well, Jesus came to bring peace and that he wants all world wars to stop and all those things, all these bad things, he wants them to be done. It's really not his mission. It wasn't his mission and why he came to earth. He came to save lost souls. Yes. Right. He wanted right. to bring people into his kingdom and his kingdom has peace mm-hmm. um, even amongst all the earthly chaos. So I think there's like sometimes I like, yeah, I would like to rule that out too. that that scripture where he says, I didn't come here to bring peace. So yeah. if you think that's what my point was of coming here. You're wrong. You know, and mm-hmm. I, want, I don't want to hear that sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Can't he bring peace? Can't he bring no more world wars? No more of this nonsense politically or spiritually or religious things. And Oh, that'd be wonderful. It would be great. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what we had before the fall. Yep. But until he comes again mm-hmm. and makes all things new and right, we will have those things. Right. Because those two worlds are in opposition to one another. God's kingdom and the world kingdom are two totally different things. And we have to acknowledge that. And, and unfortunately, that means there's a divide. And mm-hmm. we might see people we love on the other side of the divide. Yes. You know, and that's more. scary. It is scary. Um, why do you think, I, like I think back to when it said Jesus had compassion on them. When you think about people you love that you know don't know deep down the truth and haven't really accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the number one in their life, it's scary to yeah. think that you would have eternity without them. I know. I can't imagine living a life without a certain whoever. Right. Family member, yeah. a friend, right? That's why Jesus had compassion, had such deep compassion on all the people he had come across when he walked this earth. You know, and, and I think we get a glimpse of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough verse to start off with. Um, but it's in his word. And Jesus said it. It's true. Um, what else stood out to you? I think we were talking a little bit beforehand. There was something else that um, maybe just in recapping the week, but I think you mentioned it kind of coinciding with the, t- the trusting thing. Was there something else you have on your notes that? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Mama brain here. Yeah, We're both drawing a blank. Um, I have the smallest acts of kindness will show God's grace and love. Oh, yeah. So at the very end, the mm-hmm. last verse. You won't lose out on a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it ties into the, I think Dwight, quite a few weeks ago, talked about rewards. He had a week where it seemed like every part was rewards um, in the scripture. And I think sometimes we think of the reward as um, like eternity. That's mm-hmm. our reward. But I feel like there's there's quite a few scriptures that reference not necessarily a reward, like the big reward of eternity, but like almost more smaller rewards, mm-hmm. you know, like um, more jewels in your crown and, you know, things like that. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I think there is like this one too. It seems like there's something different than eternity being given here for offering a cup of cold water to one of his followers. Right. Right. I, I, I don't know. At least to me, it seems like there's there's something different than any, like, You'll get eternity as your golden prize for offering a cup of water, right? I don't, I don't think that's what it's referencing. It seems different than that. It's yeah. more of like the, the almost like the five love languages. Like you, you get rewarded that you're able to provide something with somebody that they need. Yeah. Right. So, so like, like, there's a reward, reward in return for. Yeah. So like. If someone has words of affirmation, you giving it to them gives them a little boost up. Right. Right? I so you'll be rewarded. Re- you're rewarded. Right? Like I think that's what yeah. it's saying. Or maybe I went that wrong. 
No, I think, like it says, if you welcome a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. Whatever that is, I don't know. Um, if you welcome a righteous person, you get a righteous person's reward. Like there's apparently specific rewards mm -hmm. tied to this is specific people, but maybe it's a it's a, a an general, action too. I don't know. A general thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always find that too. Like I don't know what that looks like in heaven. Like what you know, how your reward will be different than my reward. Um, I trust we'll both have eternities, so that reward's the same. But how we experience that, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, things when you think of the future of, like, what is eternity going to be look going to look like? And I think this says, you know, like, even the smallest thing you do yeah, will be rewarded. Well, if you did a million small things and your only reward is the one thing eternity, then why bring it up? In the scripture. Right. Not that that's a little thing. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Maybe I should do like three million things in order to get that one <laughs> big reward. But <laughs> nonetheless. Um, yeah. Scripture sometimes makes me just go, hmm. Yeah. More often than not. Um, I think I had that, you know, Jesus makes it pretty clear that um, there's only one way to do this following Jesus thing and that's that he's first and foremost like, like you know, there's no other really way like there's nobody else who could be ahead of him in the list of things that are important to us right um, for me that was part of my big part of my testimony of like experiencing Jesus in a real way was partly acknowledging uh, in my own life how my family had become very much, and I'm talking family as in big family, like my extended family. Um, just the way we were raised and culturally, it just seemed like my big extended family was the end all be all. That was to be valued above all else. Um, and I did so almost to the expense of my own little family because while I was still with them, because they were along with the ride for the big family stuff, um, <coughs> it became pretty clear. You know, God really was pointing out to me in my life and how my big family, extended family, my mom and dad, my aunts and uncles, cousins, blah, 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 this big hierarchy of family, was the ultimate goal. When the little family came along because that was part of my family, mm -hmm. but it certainly superseded God's role. He came after those items. Yeah. You know, whatever it was, whatever the big family event was. And then um, that would always win out over the small family event that might conflict with that. Mm -hmm. And it certainly, the big family stuff overruled the God stuff that might be important. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that's a big part of my testimony and <laughs> in, in experiencing God was like him bringing that to light. And I think that in our culture is very easy um, because we are family oriented and there's nothing wrong with family. Don't get me wrong. I think those things are great just in their proper place. Right. You know, family cannot be our idol um, nor anything else. 
he's flat out saying, like, I've got to be first. Mm-hmm. If this is going to work, if we're going to do this life, you got to put me first. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, all these other things will be added to you. Um, so I think family's good. That will be in addition to God. Mm-hmm. Um, your work might be good. That would be in addition to God and your family. And right. Like there's this order that it, it has yeah. to play. Um, yeah. Anything else stand out to you? Or a challenge we could leave our listeners with? Um, I, I just jotted down that it doesn't take much to please God. No. And to put him first. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard, <laughs> but it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, right? He's just asking for our full devotion. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> it's a lot, but you're right. It's, it's little things. I think he it's wants the, to see us faithful in the little things. Yeah, it's not just the big things, but it's the little things that add up. Yeah. Like the the small acts of kindness. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's your challenge for the day and the weekend. Uh, maybe you can think of how many little things can you do that would demonstrate God's love, kindness, gentleness, patience, all the fruits of the Spirit. Um, as you go into this weekend, interact with others. Um, just in a way that you're bringing more of God's kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, to the world in which you're a part of. Because mm-hmm. um, even just a little cup of water yes, might be all someone needs. They're running past you. Right. I don't think there's any 5Ks going on this time of year, but if there are, maybe you could get him a <laughs> cup of water. Those runners are crazy. I'm just going to say it on the air right now. <laughs> if you're running a 5K in January, February, March in Michigan, you're crazy. Running at all, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jenny, for joining me this week. Um, I have really enjoyed it. I hope our listeners have enjoyed uh, listening to us this week. Um, hopefully it was all right. Yes, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Awesome. So there's the big plug. And I'm not lying from you. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I said probably most people are telling me lies because nobody said they hated it. So No, I have not said I hated it. Awesome. So there you go. Join me on the podcast sometime. Let me know if you want to. Um, always looking for guests to join me. So I pray that you have a great and blessed weekend. And uh, yeah, be back next week for more Matthew chapter 11. See y'all. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.